A key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Hi, everybody. This is Victoria Meyer, host of The Chemical Show podcast. So this is the second in a series of podcasts where I'm going to be sharing how leaders in the chemical industry are responding to some key trends, including sustainability, digitization, and supply chain disruptions. So these are things I've been talking with my podcast guests about, and I'm going to be using these solo podcasts to distill some of those learnings as well as bring in some additional perspectives. So on the first episode in the series, we talked about sustainability. This week, the episode is focused on digitization. And digitization is a topic I love. We're living in a digital world, right? We all recognize that, whether it be in the devices and streaming and podcasts and Zoom and all kinds of things, digital is all around us. And certainly on a personal perspective, we've experienced tremendous amounts of digital innovation over the last decade. But let's be really honest, chemical companies are not necessarily rushing or haven't been rushing to embrace many aspects of digitization, right? So there's a certain part of the chemical industry that has love-hate relationship with digitization. So we love data and technology, Right, So we are a data-driven industry and a technology-driven industry, and we've brought those aspects of digitization into our world. So from manufacturing processes, and I think about things like statistical process control and all of the control mechanisms that we have at many of our manufacturing sites, digital technology, really advanced and really powerful We are embracing data and technology and decision-making and technology in our decision-making when it comes to financial and operational decisions. On the other hand, there's a bit of a love-hate part of this, and the hate is really in the sense that we're a relationship-oriented business, and we've been pretty slow and reluctant to replace what has traditionally been person-to-person interactions with a digital interface, right? So whereas... In our personal life, we're very accustomed to getting on an app, getting on the websites, making reservations, ordering dinner, et cetera. In our business life in the chemical industry, we're a little less excited in many cases about taking the person-to-person sales relationship, the customer relationship, and heck, the internal business relationships, and moving it to a digital platform. And yet, As one of my guests said, the time is now. We've got to move. So anyway, I've been doing digital things for 20 years, right? So I still remember 20 years ago, implementing one of the first e-commerce solutions at Shell Chemicals. So it was a really a front-end interface, not a pretty website that had a lot of manual back-end on it to place orders, get information, do order tracking, things like that, right? 
a decade later, I went back and was managing that group and come to find out, well, the front end and the customer interface hadn't changed very much, although the back end had changed quite a bit and was more sophisticated and more connected to the systems. And fast forward today and what we're doing on the front end is not substantially different, right? Now, and some companies are still working to land really robust digital platforms and portals that their customers connect to. So we've got this whole realm of early adopter, fast follower, and late follower. When we think about what the chemical industry is doing in terms of digitization and digitalization, which people tell me are two different things, but digitization is easier for me to say. So we're going to stick with that. And it's things along the e-commerce routes. It's how we're working inside of our businesses, et cetera. So one of the things that I found is that one of the biggest challenges that chemical companies have and chemical executives face when we're talking about digitization is, in some respects, we're thinking too small. And executives are viewing digitization as a defensive and even value-protecting mechanism and activity rather than a value-creating investment. And when you think small, it's pretty hard to identify the ROI for the investment. Are you selling more product? Maybe not. Are you creating value? Maybe. Are you substantially reducing work? We don't know. And so you have to think differently about how you're measuring returns on this and what your objectives are for it and think more innovatively about how do you apply digitization into your business and your business processes and the way that you engage with your customers and suppliers and the way that you're engaging with your internal teams and decision-making. So many cases, digitization is really about enhancing the customer experience and the employee experience. And when we think about it, you know, as individuals, stakeholders of all types, whether they're your customers, your employees, your investors, your suppliers are really comfortable in digitizing all facets of their lives, right? So I think about my ring doorbell and my home control system for my AC and heating. It's, they're digital platforms, right? So lots of home management. We talk about the internet of things. It's real. It's coming <laughs> to a home and a business and whatever near you. And so when we apply this to chemical companies, many have been slower to embrace digital, but it's accelerating. It's accelerating because the industry doesn't have a choice, really. If the industry doesn't embrace digital, you risk becoming less relevant, less relevant to your customers, to your suppliers, your investors and employees, especially thinking about employees, the new generation coming in have grown up only knowing digital. So to walk in the door of your company and not have really robust digital tools, web-based tools, handheld information, et cetera, is not going to be attractive. And we risk a lot. So one of the things, and when I talk with Jay Batia, who of course is deeply embedded in this with his company, Agilis Chemicals, one of the things he said with digitization is there's an evolution on the positive return for the enterprise. It's not just a financial return. It's a social aspect and there's a sustainability aspect when we think about digital and digital solutions for the chemical industry. So when we're thinking about that, we're focused in on many times digitizing existing business practices. And so this is 
awesome. We need to do that. But we also need to be looking at digitization as an opportunity to innovate, to leapfrog the competition. And that's really what leading companies are doing. And as we look ahead over the next years, what's happened this year, and in fact, I know there's been statements and statistics saying that during the pandemic, digitization and digital business processes and just digital activity in companies of all varieties leapfrogged by several years over the course of a couple of months. We've hit an acceleration point that's even as we come out of the pandemic and go back to our quote unquote normal ways of working is not going to change. So let's talk a little bit with that about how the executives and the chemical companies I've been speaking with are approaching digitization. So where are we? What's the progress that we've been making? And for the most part, the digitization has followed kind of four areas. One is ways of working. I'm not going to touch on that. This is obvious to most of us, right? So (laughs) the fact that we've spent most of the past year sitting at home, many of us, behind a desk, behind a computer screen, still tightly accessed, tightly connected to each other, to our data, to our systems, to our information. We know that digitization in the sense of how we are working together is here. The other three areas are really around looking at digital and digitization in the sense of data and the data platform. So how are we sharing information, creating and utilizing big data to increase the speed of decision-making. So that's one area. The second area is really around digital delivery channels. So I've touched on that a little bit. This is around how do we engage with customers and suppliers? And this is really taking root now. And we're seeing this with a lot of companies in ways that it hadn't taken root in the past. So I think we'll touch on that a little bit. And the third way that companies are embracing digitization is harnessing innovations to solve problems change the way we work and start leapfrogging and getting creative with doing business in all its various shapes and forms. So touching first on the data platform. All right. So I think this often is like the most obvious place. And sometimes we don't even think of this as digital, right? So many companies have been living with SAP systems and there's this deep backend data and processes that connect and digitize. But Really, the evolution in some of this is around big data, as they like to call it. So there's millions of pieces of information that exist in many companies, everything from manufacturing and all the different data elements that might arise in your manufacturing site, safety, and all the aspects about your people, your customers, customer insights, business operational processes. So if I think about these data platforms that are getting put in place, it's things SAP has been there for a long time. Now, in other cases, and you know, when he talked to Joey Guglion, one of the things he talked about was that SI Group was focusing on was implementing a global operating platform. So they have real-time information sharing and better and faster decision-making. So this is still critical, especially when we see all the M&A and kind of the combinations and recombinations of businesses getting onto a single global platform is powerful. And that's the start of this big data transformation. And it's really about how do you harness this information? So if we think about going back a decade or more ago, right, our use of data was pretty crude. So you had the data in the system, you dump it into a spreadsheet, you do an analysis, maybe a pivot table, because sometimes I still have problems figuring out those pivot tables, but I love them nonetheless. 
And it was pretty crude. But today we're looking about digitization of that data and of that business information stream, not just from a data perspective, but from an analytics, right? And so thinking about how do you use analytics, AI, smart development to change how your business performance is, your manufacturing performance. And manufacturing has been digitized from a data perspective for years, but we now have greater capability to do more analysis, predictive analytics, and even things we talk a lot, certainly in the personal space. I hear a lot about, yeah, Facebook's algorithms and what they're pushing out and Google and LinkedIn, and there's pros and cons to all of it. But the reality is, Um, being able to figure out what those algorithms are, using them and using them to transform your business and your business performance is where companies are starting to focus, right? So increasing the speed of decision-making, when we talked with Pat Rapella, one of the things he said is that the big companies have figured this out, right? And so what he said is the mid-sized companies are heavily focused on digitization and bringing talent into their organizations to support this, right? So that's where a lot of this activity is. And the reason is large companies already have people and strategies in place, right? So if we put this in the context of a early adopter, fast follower, late follower concept here, in many cases, some of the chemical majors and that group people into that like Dow and BASF and Shell and others They've been working on big data for years and AI and algorithms and really harnessing the power of all the various bits and pieces of data in their system. And it's the mid-sized companies that are really starting to invest the time and the resources, finding the right talent inside the chemical industry and outside the chemical industry. And I think that's pretty interesting. That's one of the pieces that Pat Rapella shared about that was that he's looking and bringing a lot of people from outside the industry into the industry to help companies with these digitization, big data, big analytics pieces of it. So that's one aspect. The other aspect that people are still focusing in on and spending time is around digitizing delivery channels, right? So how do you engage with customers and suppliers? What I think is interesting with that is In many ways in our personal life, there's a continuous evolution of this digital delivery channels, right? So uh, how you, when I think about delivery, let's just even get to something like Instacart, right? Where how do you get your groceries delivered and how do you engage with your retailers and your local vendors and local or far away, right? So that digitizing the delivery channels is ongoing, an ongoing evolution in our personal life. And it's really a focus in many companies. So it's e-commerce and digital delivery, but it's not just about sales. Sales is one piece of it. Certainly bringing more of our business transactions into a digital platform is critical, but we're also looking at people focusing in much more on a portal approach. And so this was something that when I spoke with Ron Zmick, he talked about that Palmer Holland is really focusing in and their customers are interested in a portal approach. So access to orders and invoices and tracking information, order tracking and other stuff. So bringing all this information into one place. Now, here's the reality. The challenge is just like in our personal lives, you've got 7 million passwords to remember and you're working this with all of your customers and all your suppliers potentially. So there's gotta be some solutions. I'm certain if I were to bring 
Jay Batia from Agilis Chemicals back on. He might have a solution to talk about this and we can talk more about how do you kind of coalesce some of this portal effect into one. But what I think the challenge is, I think this is important and it's critical and it's about the experience and the customer experience, but it's not moving the needle, right? So when we think about it, it is specifically focused on digitizing existing practices and processes and business relationships, but it's not necessarily moving the dial. So it's innovative, but it's not pushing the needle and it's not ultimately creating revolution or innovation and helping us to leapfrog, right? So that's one aspect of it. And then the third aspect and the final aspect that I want to talk about today is really about harnessing innovations to change the way we work. So I loved the example and other people told me that they loved it as well. When I spoke with Brad Beauchamp and he talked about how they've got eyeglasses during the pandemic, they acquired eyeglasses with cameras in it so that they could do remote monitoring and diagnostics, right? So whereas they maybe normally would send a technician from one of their labs, from one of their other operating sites onto a site to help diagnose an issue, to witness a plant trial, et cetera, it wasn't feasible to do so, right? So if you think about the early days of the pandemic last year, we were locked down, people were not traveling not visiting other sites. In fact, I hear some of the same thing today that people are getting out and about and starting to meet business partners more often, but it's not often on site. Many office locations and sites are still locked down from bringing in third parties. But nonetheless, when I go back to what Brad talked about with eyeglasses, with cameras in it, so that the person sitting behind the computer thousands of miles away could see what his or her colleague was seeing it's like something out of a movie from 20 years ago. These days, these movies move faster, but it's interesting. So it's bringing these innovations to changing how do we work? And my guess is this is an innovation that it was opportunistic, but it's going to change that business approach in the long term. You know, the other thing we've seen, we've been seeing this for several years already is using drones to do tank inspections, right? So it's a huge safety opportunity going into closed tanks, as we all know, is a potentially hazardous activity, right? So there's a lot of policies and procedures around it to make sure that the person that's doing it is safe while they're doing it and not going to be in harm's way. And being able to use drones to do that is taking something from personal life, frankly, people buying drones and flying them around their neighborhood to check things out and putting it to a really practical business use that's going to reap rewards. It is reaping rewards. It drives long-term benefits. And we're seeing that as just one of the innovations that's changing the way we work, that's improving our safety profile, that's allowing people to stay connected and creative and being able to solve problems without having to be there in person. So I think this is where some of our leapfrogging may take place, right? So innovation with a purpose is kind of what I call it. Like there's a real need and there's solutions elsewhere in our ecosystem, whether they be in the chemical industry or just personal lives, other industries and chemical companies are finding those innovations, bringing them in and using them to solve challenges that they have in the moment and really creating some opportunities in that space. So one of the quotes I threw onto my notes here that reminds me of is, this is a bit of schoolhouse rock. So 
when I was a kid, I loved Schoolhouse Rock. Every Saturday morning, I wanted to make sure I was sitting in front of the TV and watching Schoolhouse Rock. And I think I might've memorized every episode and all the songs, but what this is, and I think about where we are sitting here in 2021 and looking at what the industry is doing and across a variety of aspects is digitization and it's mother necessity. So if you remember, it's mother necessity. Where would we be without the inventions of your progeny? So that's where we're at. Digitization is here. It's evolving. We heard some great stories from my guests on the show that we've had, as we've talked about what they're doing from a digital perspective and a digitization perspective in their company. And so what do you think? Let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback in terms of where is your company? Are you guys an early adopter? Are you moving ahead of the game and implementing things that others aren't yet at this point in time from a digitization perspective, a fast follower, a late follower, where are your chemical companies and where do you see chemical companies going next? And when we think about innovation and digitization, so send me a message on LinkedIn, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys participating and listening to The Chemical Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please send me some feedback and also go in and do a rate and review and maybe more importantly, share it with a friend and colleague. I think it's an opportunity for us to keep getting the word out and sharing our great stories about the chemical industry. And I appreciate you guys listening to The Chemical Show and sharing it as well. Thanks. We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer.